welcome to this new episode of the podcast Self-Evolution Regardless. I'm your host, Maramber Homa, and I welcome you to listen to this podcast about narcissism in general, toxic relationships, and ways to deal with them and to save ourselves, but most importantly, seek self-evolution regardless of the abuse. I hope you enjoy and find this episode and the upcoming ones enjoyable and insightful in any way shape or form and i thank you very much for listening now let's get started if you haven't heard about anger it's the easiest way to make your podcast let me tell you why first of all it's free you pay no fee whatsoever it's absolutely totally free There's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. And most of all, Anchor will distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more platforms. Well, the most important thing is that you can make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast all in one place. Well, what are you waiting for? Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. That's A-N-C-H-O-R dot F-M. What are you waiting for? Go ahead and subscribe and make your own podcast. It's free. Being involved with a person who has narcissistic personality disorder. Okay, let me just be clear about one thing. They can be diagnosed and they can have their own, you know, um, counseling and they can go to therapy and they can, you know, confess and they can admit to their flaws and mistakes and the the shit they do to people and how they hurt people. But they choose not to because we know these people don't have empathy, don't have genuine feelings and so they don't really feel like there's something wrong with their personality so let's not expect too much of them okay back to the main topic being in a romantic relationship with a narcissist there's only one word that can really describe that relationship one word only exhausting is there a better is there a stronger word than exhausting? Deadly? Almost? Maybe? I don't know. But it kind of feels that way. It's like it kind of feels that way because they are like freaking parasites. I remember I had okay, actually from personal experience And I'm going to admit this, you know, very openly because I'd like to share a story or a couple of stories here. And I'd like to see the lesson that I learned the hard way, obviously, and that I also want you to listen to and hopefully learn from as well. And if we share, we care. So I was one time in a relationship with this guy let's call him a this guy a basically at first he was like um 
you know, showing up as this guy who's really nice, who's really modest, who's um, mature, seemed very much um, calm. The type of guy that I like, but also, like, hilarious at, at times and funny and the type of guy that I really liked being around. I just felt so awesome at first when I was around him because he was charming, he was funny, he was smart. He knew how he knew what we uh, what he was talking about. He knew how to argue and discuss things with me, and I loved that. But as as um as little as a, a month maybe or a week when I when I stayed with him and I just saw like maybe we can be in a relationship I figured and maybe we can uh you know uh be together for as long as we can and hopefully move things um to the seriousness of things you know um he started to change and he started to display this weird behavior at first i was so crazy in love with him this guy and i just i was addicted and i ne- i didn't want to stop texting him i didn't want to stop calling him and same for him you know he he also wanted to do that for me so we were basically um love bombing each other and i didn't even know at first i i just felt so hard in love I fell in love so hard with this guy, and he fell for me as well. And you know, it's it builds up, you know, like any romantic relationship. Except this time, I kept noticing that he had this really weird behavior, and I'm the type of person who does not like uh, keep your mouth shut once you notice something weird is going on. I usually tell, like, if that person is behaving in a way that I dislike, I can just, you know, assertively tell him, even in text messages or just, like, in a voice message, and I don't know, something, I can just, you know, confront him about it, and I also hope for a, you know, neutral understanding reaction, but also... A reaction that is not uh, so offended and so rageous, you know. The kind of uh, response that an adult would give you. Like, they would apologize, they would admit to their mistake. And, uh, you know, at least in the next time, try to do it less. Less uh, obviously and less frequently. What he would do instead is that he would just, uh, how do we say it, up front, <laughs> like, flat out. Yeah, that's the expression I was looking for. He would flat out blame me and uh, guilt trip me over me blaming him in the first place. Not blaming him, but confronting him in the first place. And he would just shift the whole thing onto me, like, as if I was the person who was wrong. I was the person who was insulting him, and I was the person who who made him feel so small. 
But I was just, you know, I was standing up to myself and I was telling him the truth of what's going on. He flipped out. He would always flip out. He would act so rageous. And he would just be like this child that I have to raise again. It felt like that, you know. It felt like he was this child that I have to raise again. And so he would shout and he would scream and he would insult me. And he would curse, cuss at me and just curse in general. And he would shift the blame on me and he would make me feel so fucking guilty as if I made him feel that way. As if I made him feel so bad about himself and then i turn back to myself and then i just you know think twice about what i did and obviously i would apologize and this didn't happen just once or twice this happened all the freaking time even just the smallest thing and for example for me personally like i hate talking too much and for too long about dirty jokes and about sexual topics i mean they're entertaining sometimes and they're you know funny and all but too much makes me want to throw up sometimes and it's just irritating to have to talk about the same topic over and over and over again because of boredom and because of having nothing new or else to talk about so he would do that and he knows that i i dislike it I, he knows that i don't like uh talking about the dirty jokes and um sexual topics all the freaking time and he knows that except he does it anyway and i tell him like come on dude like stop like i i don't like this this is making me uncomfortable i told you i like dirty jokes only you know once in a while or something just to have a laugh but it's constant and it's on a continuous rhythm and he keeps doing this and it's like even when we're just silent for like a couple of minutes and we're not texting or when we're not when we're together when we're not really talking he just can't stop and he would just go ahead and mention something sexual or mention anything that's related to dirty jokes and i just fucking hate it because like stop like dude Oh my god, is there anything else to talk about? Can we please change the topic? And he wouldn't even, like, admit. He wouldn't even, uh, you know, try to come up with something else to talk about, basically. As if all he wants to talk about is sexual stuff. And I just really hated it. I, it annoyed me so much to have to confront him all the time because he was supposedly my romantic partner and i would expect and anyone in this world and even you would expect that your romantic partner would actually respect your boundaries and knows what you like and what you dislike and respect that and literally if they ever violated your boundaries and you let them know because your job is to let that person know don't expect anyone to know your boundaries if you don't tell them anything to just let them know up front and see their reactions, see what happens with them. If they happen to act maturely and act in a rational way, they will definitely apologize sincerely and they will never do it again. But if this person keeps on doing it on purpose like that, even though you have already informed them and told them that this is annoying to you 
or disturb or uncomfortable or disturbing in any way shape or form to you and they keep doing it that's a huge red flag okay it's a huge red flag and we should never ignore that red flag because seriously it just damages the whole concept of trust and uh respect of boundaries and even respect in general because the relationship does not only contain the sexual you know connection in in it and the intimacy but it involves the spiritual and communicative communicative aspect like communication the art of communication and discussion but also the art of trust and sincerity loyalty as well as respect they're all and especially trust because they all rep- you know represent the fundamental pillars of a healthy um strong relationship not the kind of relationship that is like feels like a parasite but rather a relationship where there is intimacy but there's also distance because if we're all the time distant from each other like long distance relationships they t- they tend to feel boring and tend to feel um like the, like we're missing something like this person they're not around us and we feel like at any time we can be cheated on and all of these let me say stereotypes and if we're all the time intimate with each other we feel like um it feels like a, an addictive drug and something that we cannot um you know reduce to healthy amounts or even worse it may feel like a parasitic a parasitic parasitic a parasitic kind of situation where something is stuck to us and we can't get rid of it easily uh you know it's just either way it's uncomfortable because these are both extremes and the best thing to do in life is to always maintain the center of everything so that the center of um the whole situation is to keep some amount of distance and also some amount of intimacy and so this was just a particular example of what it involves to be in a relationship with a narcissist not only those but look at this i got so angry and just so like frustrated with the whole situation because every time i try to discuss something with him he would just go ahead and, and uh shift the blame on me and he would um manipulate me he would make up stuff he would um you know gaslight me he would guilt trip me and it would never stop it's the same pattern of behavior that i kept noticing it and i just and it, and it never stopped and shortly after two months exactly i tried several times to break up with him and and he he basically violated every single boundary um that i had and that i told him about he never respected any of my boundaries and he never really saw the importance of boundaries even and so i felt like i was being invaded like my privacy and my 
um how do we say it? my privacy as well as my um my circle was being um uh, invaded and so i had to stop it like i wanted to stop it as soon as possible so i tried to leave him so many times i tried and every time you know i'd give him silent treatment i would never i would ignore his messages i would ignore his calls i would not respond to him appropriately even i would just try to be cold and unresponsive he would still insult me and still cuss at me and still make me feel so fucking small until i had to freaking and and weird thing is whenever I tried to go, you know, silent with him for a while, like a week or two, he would also go silent with me for the same period of time. Until he decides, either of us actually, either of us decides that we should get back. And it's usually and it's usually me because at the time I feel guilty and so I want to get back to him. Even though it's not right to feel guilty i should never feel guilty over his narcissistic ass but i'm an empath so what what can i do or him and when it when it's his turn to get back together he would take this uh position of authority and treat me like i'm nothing but a tool for him to manipulate and use as well as he likes and for me to just do as he says, and that's it. I don't have the right to argue. I don't have to, the right to discuss things with him. I don't have the right to criticize. None. Absolutely nothing. It's it's his. It's either. And he even told me. It's either his way or the highway. Like, what the fuck, dude? Like, stop. And he told me in another way. I want to be the leader in the relationship. And I will teach you a lot of things in the, in this life. And I will uh, make you very knowledgeable about a lot of things because you lack so much knowledge about a lot of things in life. And I was listening to this guy and my brain was like, bitch, please. (laughs) And I was like, oh my God, this guy is actually serious about this. Oh no. And so like when, when he told me that, I realized that I had to leave as soon as possible. Otherwise, I was dead. Man, I was dead. So, I tried to leave and so many times were a failure because a lot of times, like I said, I felt guilty and I never really felt like I was accomplished and I never had that um, abundant self-love to know that I am a person who has dignity and who knows their self-worth. No, because of his mistreatment and because of the way he made me feel so small a lot of times and because of his harsh criticism and insults i felt like i was just useless and i felt like i never had um a strong enough command to do as i say and to um be assertive enough to stand up to him and never listen to him again so the one time I really tried, and this time I wanted to make sure it worked out, he basically went silent treatment. And then I went ahead and told my best friend. 
So at this time, there's a third party involved. Okay. So when I told my best friend, uh, somehow, actually one day, um, my best friend came to this club where we meet. And it's a very nice club, you know, we hang out and stuff, and we do a lot of interesting, um, entertaining, entertaining activities together. And so, they happened to meet. <laughs> wow. <laughs> so, they happened to meet, and they talk a little, and they told me at first, like, when we were in this relationship, my best friend told me, okay, he, he wasn't so bad, like, he could be, um, nice, you know, you could you could definitely go for a better choice, but since you have this guy here, just keep him. You know, he seems nice, and he seems like a nice guy, and yeah, keep him. And he was kind of happy for me, but I didn't really notice that he was genuinely happy because I felt like there's some, some kind of suspicion on his face that wasn't really visible, but I just felt it, you know. So... Over the period of the three months that I told him everything, he got pissed so much and told me, why are you even with this guy this long? You should have broken up with him a long time ago. And I told him I tried so many times, but just all the times that I tried were a failure. So what should I do? And I was stuck and I was trying to ask, like, and I, I, I tried to find any kind of uh, exit to help me out of there. And so he just told me to strengthen the no contact rule and make it strong, make it stronger than he could ever possibly handle. Because at the time, I keep blocking him. I kept blocking his messages and his number, his messenger, Facebook and everything. And he would just always like come in as some kind of a stranger who wants to be friends. And then I know it's him. And so I block the motherfucker again. But... I don't care anymore because even if he makes a thousand accounts, I will never talk to him ever, ever again. And that's a promise I made ever since then. And it's going to be a promise I make for the rest of my life. And I don't even care anymore. Right. So, um, back to the topic. So when I tried to block him and I blocked his messages, he would remain a period of time of, I mean... This prolonged throughout a period of time of nine months afterwards, after the breakup. He would stay for a period of a month or two, never really hear a word of him. And then he sends me a message out of the blue. And of course, his number is on the blacklist, so it comes on the blocked messages. And... My best friend gave me a really important tip and is that do not read any of his messages. If he sends you any message, just delete them immediately as soon as you receive them. Don't read them, just delete them immediately. And I did and I did as he said, but sometimes I just had to read, you know, I had to know what he was talking about. Because I wanted to make fun of this guy because I just felt like so fucking bored uh, of this guy and just wanted to move on and so to me it just seemed so pathetic of him to do that um, not my best friend but the ex-boyfriend it, it would be so pathetic of him to do that because like it made me feel like 
wow like he remained all this time thinking about me and just texting me just to say those stupid words you know it's so it's such a shame you know and so i just i didn't i didn't really uh focus too much on it on this idea of the ex-boyfriend uh trying to hunt me down and get us back together i ignored his messages and calls and everything and he would do the same thing even for now even like even till now like he would still do the same thing he would uh remain a period uh of time of like a couple of months in total hibernation and then wakes up out of the blue to just send me a freaking stupid message that i would never read anyway so he would actually do this really surprising move and he would go ahead and try to convince my best friend of meeting together and going on a field trip together and make maybe even going to a cafe together and have a drink and talk about stuff a lot of times my best friend told me that he ignored his invitations because he felt like it was nothing really important about them and besides Um, my best friend knows everything, so he's trying to avoid my ex-boyfriend at all costs. Until one day, they met, and at a cafe, and my best friend totally exposed him and totally just, um, just made him feel, just revealed his true ugly face, and you know, um told him about his very malicious deeds that he did to me and his, and his threats because he also threatened me a lot of times and I didn't like it and it terrified me a lot and he just told him everything and he told me that he knew everything and so there was nothing really hidden and at the time my best friend told him that uh, he knew everything and that nothing was hidden anymore and my ex-boyfriend was literally shaking and he was terrified and he didn't know what to do and he didn't know and he have and he didn't even have anything left to say at the at this at this point and he just said um i think eventually he said all i wanted to do was i i just wanted to ru- to ruin her life because she ruined my life and because um uh, she made me feel like shit and so i wanted to make her feel like shit as well because um uh you know it's it's basically like a game of children just you know in summary basically and he just told me told him told me that he told him to move on to move the fuck on and to just stop being childish and stop uh going after something that will never get back to you to him actually and And then he would just, he should stop, you know, uh, making stupid jokes, uh, insulting people, um, you know, acting so superior, superior around them just because, just because they, they feel like they're knowledgeable and everything. And so he told him everything and he should stop acting so childish and you should move on and find someone else that might um be more compatible with him he told him all she wanted was peace all she wanted was was for you to leave her alone she never hurt you she never 
um, caused any trouble for you. But if you ever, ever get close to her, I will. This was my, uh, this was my, be- my best friend. He told him that he would, uh, literally go and talk to the police if he ever gets any close to me. And he never, ever talked to me ever since. And, like, he made another account and he sent me a friend request. And I knew immediately that it was his profile. But the funny thing is that my best friend already noticed his profile before he actually sent me. um, Had noticed his profile before my ex-boyfriend sent me the friend request. And he told me the... 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 uh, (laughs) Oh my god, the amount of stupidity and just patheticness of his um, status on the on his wall on Facebook. And it, oh my god, and it's just um, I'm sorry. I'm I'm definitely sorry if I offended anyone who has gone through this experience or who is. This kind of person, I'm sorry, but it's just, it's just so funny to just, after, like, having broken up with someone, and they go ahead and just post all these stupid, you know, um, thoughts and, uh, announcements of how much they're heartbroken and how much their feelings are hurt and all of that just for a person come on dude like we're <laughs> there's so much more to life than that you know seriously grow up grow up come on like there's seriously so much more to life than that so yeah eventually um whenever back together i'm uh i'm just so grateful that this had happened but of course i learned the hard way that you shouldn't trust anyone so fast you shouldn't move on uh too fast with the relationship with someone you you should really really take things slow and notice every single detail that this person um does to you notice their reactions when you tell them things notice their their way of responding to you Notice when they criticize you, when they don't, when they judge you, and when they don't, when they compliment you, and when they don't. Um, these times really matter. And, you know, just generally speaking, um, notice their acts of trust, boundary, uh, establishment, as well as respect. And... Uh, and notice if they want to establish a friendship with you or just some kind of um like a nightstand a nightstand um because usually if it's someone who wants to establish a genuine friendship with you in in a romantic relationship be sure then make be sure that that person wants to stay with you for the rest of your life. If that person only wants to hang out with you just for um, fun, you know, friends with benefits, forget it. Forget the friends with benefits bullshit, okay? 
if it's genuine friendship then keep the relationship alive and keep that spark bright but if that friend fake friendship is only for sex and fun and just superficial um moments of intimacy then just forget it because nothing lasts more than a genuine friendship because friendship includes the good times as well as bad times and you know the genuine person who wants to stay with you is the person who supports you and helps you in the darkest and deepest and lowest of times so be sure that you know that the right person in your life who's gonna do that who's gonna do that to you as well and who's you know it's like a mutual exchange of course you stay with that person in their uh, darkest times and they stay with you in your darkest times as well so be sure that you know that person well and you recognize uh, their pattern of behavior make sure that you notice and take note of the red flags avoid this person with the huge amount of red flags that they carry with them and just have create some space for yourself and have some mental and physical peace until you find someone compatible with you or at least a good good friend who's gonna be there for you when times get hard and desperate so if being in a romantic relationship with a narcissist is totally exhausting end it simply end it as soon as you find red flags uh piling up just end it and move on with your life and live your best life and live your best life with someone who deserves it okay someone who deserves you and knows your worth and knows your boundaries and respects your boundaries trusts you and you can trust them that's the most important thing and if you ever go through hardships make sure that that person uh, consoles you and is there for you and if that person does that keep that person for the rest of your life if that person doesn't do that sh you know <laughs> throw them away get rid of them dispose of them and move on with your life you have so many opportunities and a l plenty of fish in the sea basically and a whole lot to catch upon in this life other than a romantic partner so the episode has ended here and you can guess this is my goodbye speech <laughs> no just kidding i hope you found this episode insightful to some degree you can always like, comment, favorite, share, and even subscribe to this podcast here on Anchor or any other platform like Podbean, Stitcher, Spreaker, Acast, and others. I would also appreciate your support for a very small monthly fee if you'd like. If you have any topic suggestion, question, or some kind of feedback you'd like to share, don't hesitate to send me a brief voice message on the Anchor uh webpage of the podcast i will take care of it to conclude this was self-evolution regardless i'm your host maramber homa and i will see you in the next episode